genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we're about to go off on minute seven, which begins with Nicholas entering Janine's crime scene and ends with Nicholas knowing about Janine's new boyfriend, guessing that it's Bob. And we have guests again. Hello Welcome there. back, Cass and Hello Norman. there. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, we are, uh, we are in uh, a full uh, crime scene investigation. You know, there's something that I, I, I really, um, I don't know, I, I admire, I guess, about the, the fact that, you know, we're learning about the end of uh, Janine and, and Nicholas's relationship, what caused the problem uh, that, that caused the, you know, the end of their relationship. And we're doing that in a crime scene. Where mm. these investigators are trying to figure out what went wrong in this crime scene, what caused this problem. And so, like, it's just, it's just like a perfect, I don't know if you call that a metaphor or an allegory or what you would call that, but it's perfect, whatever it is. And I love it. <laughs> I like that a lot. Me too. But I will say these CSI, I, I, I'm beginning to wonder, I mean, we'll get more of this in tomorrow's minute, but I'm really starting to wonder, like, is Nicholas Angel really that great of a cop? Or is just everyone else, like, completely inept at being a cop? <laughs> because, like, these are bad CSIs. Like, I, I, I mean, like, there's a guy, like, just, I don't know. He's just, like, like they've got, like, three people, like, powdering a, a picture frame, like, in the background. And it's just, like, do we need that many people on this? I don't know. Do we need this many CSIs? There's so many investigators. They, you know they're mucking up this crime scene like crazy. Me, yeah, Batman. Nicholas Angel this. walks in. Batman. He doesn't put on scrubs. He doesn't put on a mask. He just walks in. No one yeah. stops him. I mean, he's a police officer. Yeah, but they're all they all have to be all sealed up for their crime scene investigation, and they just let this guy walk in. He's probably got mud on his boots. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think Nicholas Angel has mud on his boots at any time. Um, Even in the pouring rain. Yeah, I think he's got like a. I think he's got like a force field around him. Um, force is too I, aggressive, Scott. <laughs> he's got a service field around him, which is like a bonus because he's just like leveled up. <laughs> yeah, unlawful good. Um, yeah, I, I love this. Uh, I I love the setup here where where uh, Janine says that Nicholas is uh, married to the force. And that that's, you know, we're getting sort of like the start of uh, it, it both feels like a sort of like generic action movie concept. But it's also, you know, like the theme of this movie is that he just needs to like loosen up and chill out mm-hmm. um, and not be not be on all the time. And it's just because, you know, she just doesn't. 
like he, she says like, unless until you find someone that you care about more than your job, like you're always going to be like this. Um, and I just think that's, that's really interesting. It's just like, yeah, no, he prioritizes this other thing because he doesn't care about anything more than this. Right. Yeah. It's still the most important part of his life. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then the next most important thing is a plant. Japanese peace lily, um, which I looked up and uh, prices on a Japanese pre- uh, peace lily range between $5 at Walmart and uh, $45 at a florist. So if you ever want a Japanese peace lily. Have you ever owned a plant? That's your range. I have not. Um, Bethany owns a lot of plants. Oh. Uh, she's got a plant that... Uh, her family calls their love plant, which is her mom had a plant and, uh, well, no, her grandma had a plant and she would cut off branches and give the branches to the kids and they would put them in, in the soil and then it would grow out into a plant. And now her mom has now cut off branches and given it to her kids. And so like each of her siblings have a plant and it's grown into its own plant. And so then, when she has kids, then she'll give them mm-hmm. the love. And it just goes on and on for generations. That's great. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. So she has that. And then she has, you know, like yeah. mint. So what that is, <laughs> so what that is, is an example of using, you know, uh, I don't know what you would call it, botany or gardening and plant life sure. as a way of like spreading love and yeah. connecting with people. Right. But Nicholas has turned it into just another way of obsessing and isolating himself. From, yeah. That's true. You know. It's like, I got to go home and water my peace lily. Japanese peace lily. (laughs) Uh, I'm a really big fan of the, the camera movement of like, of it's, it's so Edgar of like, of Simon Peck, like Nicholas, like realizing, Oh, I've made a mistake. Turns the face Janine and the camera just like whoop moves with him. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I'm a really big fan of using the camera to enhance the joke. Yes. Uh, Brad Bird does it a lot in his Mm -hmm. movies. There's that great thing. And, uh, the Iron Giant, where Henry, Harry Connick Jr. is about to like unzip his pants, and he's like, "Everybody, I'm sorry about this." And like the camera like zooms down first, and you hear like a zip. <laughs> and as a yeah. kid, I was like, "Oh, that was funny because of the movement. Like the yeah. movement made it funny." And and the, Edgar Wright does it all the time, and I'm always a fan of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, he did that uh, in Shaun of the Dead with the the door gag, where he's just like, "Oh, yeah. it's all clear out here." Oh, nope, never mind. And then like <laughs> it's he, he, you do the the camera just pans over to the right, and there's a shitload of zombies. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, nope, no, there's a ton. It's like, oh, he didn't look over. Okay. That's, there's that's also, the a, I guess there's also a bit of that at the beginning of Sean where it's like, it's not that I don't mind David Dye. David Dye, it's not that I don't mind. Yeah, yeah and then fine. you reveal David yeah. Dye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Have, have any of us, uh, I mean, I, I feel like what Nicholas is going through is, um, you know, it's at a, uh, 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 maybe a heightened level as far as like him being a police officer and being totally focused on that to the, detriment of everything else in his life because he just doesn't care about anything else as much as that but i i think we've all been there i think that's what makes this mm-hmm. um relatable is like mm-hmm. while maybe we haven't been cops we have cared about s- something more than anything else um and been focused on it and like maybe to a, an inappropriate degree you know where we're like focused on i don't know like a hobby you know like like a hobby where you like record things and then you put it on the internet for other people <laughs> to listen to <laughs> hundreds and hundreds who would do that that's silly (laughs) who would who would take so much time out of every day of their lives (laughs) and just give it away you guys have the right idea you guys do it together so it doesn't it counts as a as a marital activity (laughs) 
I think you guys had Lord of the Rings Minute in your vows. I don't remember um, if we did. I don't we think so. <laughs> My vow was mostly I'll always change the cat box and take out the trash. <laughs> Mm. And edit mm. the episodes for me. <laughs> <laughs> and edit at least half the episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't I can't find help but find myself wondering if Kate Blanchett's eyes are always that expressive and that I could go back and watch like Ocean's Eight or um uh Indiana Jones uh UFO edition and see that her eyes are still that expressive or if she's like switching it on more because she knows that that those that those are her only instruments i don't want to make it sound like i've got a wall of photos of Kate blanchett's eyes but i am very obsessed with her eyes (laughs) she has great eyes well yeah and and, and i've always noticed how expressive they are like it's it's what gives all of her characters so much character is that she she changes the way she moves her eyes carol yeah, Carol. There's so many like looks uh-huh. that are very like controlled and deliberate, and uh-huh. like uh, yeah, and like sometimes it she augments her eye acting with like makeup, like in Ragnarok, right? Mm-hmm. You know, um, but it's always she she uses her eyes a lot um, in, in very like she can frown with them, she can smile with them, she can glare with them. The thing um, I love the most about this cameo, like doing Lord of the Rings minute, is I'm pretty sure there is like the shot of just her eyes when she's speaking to either like Boromir or Frodo. And it's just like this exact when she's just like, unless you find someone else to, you know, care about or whatever. And I'm just like, Oh yeah, that is, that is Kate Blanchett. (laughs) When she whips the glasses off. Yeah. Yeah. The one who has seen the eye. And then (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny that I, I, that joke of her whipping the glasses off that is in the script. And it literally says that Janine takes her glasses off, whips her glasses off in emphasis. We have no, we we do not have a better idea of what she looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is such a dramatic (laughs) movement. And, cut and then yeah like nothing else yeah nothing changes because they're like clear eyeglasses so it's like they're just safety goggles oh it's so funny Thriller, man um, simon Pegg and kate blanchett he's really punching up i know oh my yeah, god like very much so i mean i think that's the real reason they had to hide her because if they didn't it was like ah i mean come on no way like <laughs> look at this guy look Get at her <laughs> It is, it is a little interesting. Does Nicholas look like someone I would date? <laughs> oh. It is a little interesting. Uh, I, m- I remember even then thinking like about hearing Kate Blanchett in a movie talk about like really modern problems. Because mm-hmm. when I think of Kate Blanchett, it's always like she's in the 30s or she's in she's Queen Elizabeth. And like, I don't know. I, I can't think of any or movies. She's Galadriel. She's, like, <laughs> she's Galadriel. She's in the third age. Uh, I t- <laughs> I can't think of a lot of movies where she's just like dating, like just a gal in the city, you know? Yeah, I guess I guess she's just not into those types of things. You know what I would have loved to see? Uh, well, there was that Woody Allen movie. That was Blue Jasmine. Yeah, that yeah, was but, kind of like that. Well, well no, but she was she, that was she was more like upscale. Yeah, you know. Like, yeah, I guess that's true. Have finals tomorrow, please. I can't. I haven't seen it. That was yeah. the last Woody Allen movie I ever saw. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I could. I could see her in like a like a Nancy Meyer movie, though. That would be amazing. Yeah, it would. Oh my god! As like the editor. Yeah. 
Yeah. Or or just, you know, the 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 middle-aged woman oh, yeah. just out of That's a divorce. Like, I, can't, I, I, can't. I would love to see like frazzled yeah. Kate Blanchett. I can't date right now. I'm remodeling my kitchen. <laughs> Barbara and you need to get out there have some fun (laughs) what do you mean there's only one room left and then the other one's like uh, John Hamm or Tate Diggs or something oh oh man Kate Blanchett and John Hamm yeah that's that's a lot that's a lot (laughs) that's way too much for me (laughs) I don't think the universe could handle something like that but you know what if they do John Hamm as Batman they should get Kate Blanchett as Catwoman holy shit that would be That would be so good. <laughs> a beautiful, mature lady cat woman. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. I'm about yeah. that. <laughs> we yeah. already know she can rock the cat suit. Thanks, Ragnarok. Right? Yep. True. True. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I, I, that's I, I, yeah. way out somewhere else. R.I.P. me. <laughs> wow. I need, I, that needed to be in the universe. <laughs> well, yeah. I, to be honest, now I'm just, I don't, I'm trying to think. I mean, you're much more well-versed in comics than I am, but like, I, I, is there a pretense for like a, like a 49, 50-year-old Catwoman, like a Selena Kyle, like still in it, still doing it? Uh, I mean, the closest is, uh, I think she's in Dark Knight Returns, but she's not Catwoman anymore. Right. She's, she's just, just a, yeah. she's a, a, a brothel owner. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Frank Miller. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Frank Miller. Uh, man, you know, it, it, it's funny though. If, if Nicholas and Janine had worked out, those would have been some beautiful blonde ass English kids. Yep. That's some, <laughs> some emerald blue eyes. Right. Yeah. Those have been some True. Aryan kids. <laughs> very Aryan. <laughs> Simon True. Pegg looks very Aryan in this movie. I think, I think that kid would have grown up to been Paul Bettany. I think Kate Blanchett plus Simon <laughs> Pegg <laughs> I think that's true. <laughs> Nicholas oh and Janine gave birth to Paul Bettany. That's a vision. That seems, <laughs> that seems correct. Hello, yeah. Dad. <laughs> Hello, Father. Hello, Father. <laughs> to defeat Ultron. <laughs> Ultron. <laughs> Ultron. <laughs> oh man. Uh, but yeah, and then we get a we get another look at Bob, who is played by George Cornish yeah. there in the back. I was gonna I was gonna kick out of watching him like at, like act scrubbing. Yeah, in the background. <laughs> Is it Bob? And then he turns around. Did I hear my name? It's yeah. such a funny turn. I don't. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's full bodied. I'm, I'm pretty sure they added in like in the background of the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I think there's a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> which there's, makes it funny. There's so many little sound effects that that are mm-hmm. that slip into the scene. Um, but yeah, and I love like the like the full body turn, and then he also kind of like looks around to see like who said his name. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, we got another cameo, another another small cameo uh, in tomorrow's minute, but I'll save it for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Joe Cornish, talented man, talented <laughs> broadcaster. Yeah, Adam and Joe. Yeah, true. Uh, cast, do you like do you like, are, 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 cast Enorm? Are you guys a fan of like Arthurian legend? Do you guys like King Arthur? Oh, dude, I'm pumped for that movie. Yeah, we saw the trailer together. And yeah. looks, nice. God, no, it looks exciting. It does look exciting. Looks like a, looks like an Amblin movie, like a British Amblin movie. Yeah, I didn't know there was a new like Arthurian movie coming out. Yeah, yeah, Joe Arthur Joe stuff. Cornish. It's it's Joe Cornish's new movie, the the kid who would be king. Um, and uh, Patrick Stewart's playing Merlin, and uh, what? Rebecca Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, Rebecca P- Ferguson is playing uh, um, Morgana. Morgana. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have me. Patrick also? Stewart is playing Merlin. I'm just, <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
I'm here. Kate Blanchard also could have played Morgana, but she already kind of has, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, that's basically like her Ragnarok character. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That yeah. plus evil Galadriel. Yeah, true. I think she's done it a few times. Sure. Basically. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that's all we got for this one. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, 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 I just like this scene as like a setup for, you know, their relationship, the, the trouble that they've had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 what, what you were saying earlier about the, the fact that it's like them investigating the end of a relationship inside of a crime scene. It's just that little, it goes back to what I was saying about it being just like a little bit, the craftsmanship mm-hmm. of like this took, people thought about this. Yeah. Even though this is a, a big, silly comedy, we thought about this and there's like, everything is very deliberate and like, you can just sense that even though it is still like a big crowd pleasing comedy. It's not an art house movie. Yeah. It doesn't, it never feels like, you know, it, the the problem with like a movie like um like 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 the Judd Apatow style comedies and you know I'll enjoy, I I enjoy those occasionally uh we both do I think mm-hmm. um but you know the thing about those is like it's a lot of times where it's just like it feels like they write a scene and in the script it doesn't even say where it takes place because they're like oh it doesn't really matter we'll just shoot this at a place that has brunch or whatever and we'll just we'll shoot a scene here it doesn't have any like bearing on what's going on they're just like well okay we want to do a funny bit at a brunch place but also we need to have this conversation to move the plot forward so we'll do both of those things here they don't have anything to do with each other but we'll just have a brunch bit and also this bit of this bit of plot that we need to get through um, whereas this feels like the two things are working in in uh, conjunction with each other in a way that is more cinema, I think. And, and I think that that's one of the things that people complain about when they complain about like Judd Apatow as a director or those style of comedy directors, which is just that like they're more interested in the performance and the jokes and they don't really care what the movie looks like so much. Sure. Where like you, you look at you know, there are people's people's criticisms of the world's end was like, God, I wish it could have just been about people hanging out and talking, sure. which is what Judd Apatow does. You know, and he's mm-hmm. like, no, they just make a movie about characters and emotions and they're just talking to each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And not so much about, you know, like, yeah, yeah. And, and it is interesting how they both go about asking questions about relationships and, and people's friendships, but in very different ways. Like mm-hmm. Edgar Wright kind of has to go around it by using genre and mm-hmm. like, you know, conventions and like stuff where it's like yeah that's a comedy yeah it's interesting <laughs> um all right well i think that uh i think that about wraps up uh minute seven definitely but you uh could always check out our guys amazon affiliate leak link link, link i should say uh duelinggenre.com slash amazon next time you feel like doing some shopping doing some uh christmas is right around the corner christmas is right around the corner old saint nick <laughs> is coming it's Long- probably somebody's birthday it's probably somebody's birthday. Is that a song? She's uh, probably somebody's baby. Is yeah. a song. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> it's probably. I got you. Nick. Sounds, I got you. It sounds like a re- <laughs> thank, thank you very much. It sounds like a really lazy Hallmark jingle. Yeah. It's probably somebody's birthday. <laughs> uh, next time you're on Amazon, yeah, throw, throw, help us out. You know, hey, if you're gonna help Amazon out, you might as well be helping us out. Mm-hmm. Doinggenre.com/slash/Amazon and any shopping you do, anything you put in your cart. Uh, a little bit of that will be coming our way and helping us create more and more content for you to listen and enjoy. Yeah. Look, people are going to to make you feel guilty for shopping at Amazon because you're giving money to Jeff Bezos. Well, if you go through our link, 
you are giving money to Jeff Bezos, but you're also giving money to us. So you can you're feel also a little taking some away from him. <laughs> yeah, you can feel like five percent less guilty, and everybody wins. Yeah. Especially us. But, uh, but you know. But hey, also hey, Jeff, Jeff Bezos. Bezos. <laughs> Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Maybe, well, uh, Jeff Bezos. Maybe get with the fucking program. <laughs> Duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with minute eight for the greater for the good. Greater good. For, for the greater good. For the greater good. <laughs> <laughs> Must be something inside.